You are now listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love. Warning, miracles may occur. Let's join today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode, which is free yourself from emotional eating and cravings without feeling deprived or left out. I'm Leah Lund. I want to welcome you to this very important topic. And this is actually part two of this topic. So do, if you haven't already, do go back and listen to part one as well. When I left off, we had talked about your cravings and your urge to eat and really analyzing what is that urge to eat when you reach for something, especially that something that you know is not going to serve you in the long run, why do you reach for it? And I taught you a formula in part one about analyzing that urge to eat and seeing what it is you're hoping that thing that you're reaching for can actually do for you. We also talked about blood sugar imbalance and how to know if you're struggling with blood sugar imbalance, as well as something that's rarely talked about it, neurotransmitter depletion. This is all in part one. Neurotransmitter depletion is a depletion of key brain chemicals like serotonin and endorphin and others. And when you are depleted, one of the many, many symptoms that you'll have can be cravings. And there are different types of cravings and specific types of cravings. So if you haven't listened to part one, again, I urge you to go back and listen in. And now this is a continuation of this conversation. So the goal here is really to put food back in its place. And what I mean by that is that food is truly just nourishment for our body. Uh, And yet sometimes we use it in so many different ways. And something I want you to know is if you notice that you're using food inappropriately, don't beat up on yourself. Don't get mad at yourself. Don't think that you're a weak person or anything like that, because everything that you do is for a good reason. It might not be a logical reason or aware that a reason that you're even aware of, but there's always a reason. And when you understand that reason, you can change your perspective on how to get yourself to start or to stop or continue healthy eating habits. You learned in episode one, in part one, excuse me, to deconstruct your craving and you learn to ask yourself an important question, which is, in what way will eating this food make me feel good, better, maybe even normal? And it's a feeling usually that you're either trying to feel or a feeling that you're trying not to feel. So some examples of that would be, let's say you crave ice cream. Well, maybe the ice cream makes you feel soothed or entertained or comforted or like you're taking a a break. Maybe splurging gives you a sense of control. I actually hear that one quite a lot. Maybe the ice cream is a substitute for relaxation or stress relief or love. And I I hear the word love used with things like ice cream and cheese. And this is because of a low endorphin situation for sure. But no matter the reason, ice cream or any food is not the way, the best way to feed that kind of hunger. So you can make instead, so putting food back in its place means listening only to your body when your body actually needs food, as opposed 
to listening to your mind, which is trying to use food as a substitute for something else that really can and should be happening in your in your life. And so making a food a non-food menu is a really helpful tool because sometimes food feels like the easiest way to get what you want. When life feels out of control or not fun enough or like you don't have a choice, it can really drive you to act out through food. And food can be the area where maybe you allow yourself to be a little defiant or to run amok or to prove a point or to just be bad because you never get to be bad because you're so good all the time. Releasing this type of energy can distract you when you release this energy through food and it can feel like it's protecting you uh, from, from areas of your life that are actually the ones that are out of control and ha uh, having you feel like you wanna be defiant. So a solution is creating a non-food menu, a menu of things you can do to feel the way you think that certain food would make you feel. So you can write a non-food menu for feeling anything, empowered, comforted, indulged, satisfied, free, fun. And what you do on that menu is list out 10 to 20 ways you can feel that way without a food. And so if the, if the non-food menu is about fun, write out 10 to 20 things that are really, really fun, that have you feeling fun and joy and adventure and entertainment or even love. And that way, the next time you have that urge, you want to feel that way, you're not feeling that way and you want something to shift it around, you have a whole menu prepared of things that you can do that are non-food related. This really helps keep food. It puts it back in its place. It makes sure that you are only using for food to nourish your body. You're only listening to true signs of hunger that your body is sending you. And you're filling your life up with fun things or entertaining things or things you love that really ideally make food look pale in comparison. There's no way food could keep up with how much fun you're having or how many things you have in your life that are fulfilling and joyful to you. Another thing that can really help with your emotional eating and your cravings is to nourish your body on a consistent basis all the time. So what that means is eating feel-good foods, eating real whole foods that are nutrient-dense that give your body what it needs so it doesn't send out a craving that you misinterpret. So I wanna list off some feel-good foods here that should be a regular part of your diet. The first is protein, amp it up. When we, this helps balance blood sugar, but it's also our energy that we're able to run on during the day. So this can include um, fish and chicken and turkey. It can include red meat, keep it clean, of course eggs, cottage cheese, and also the partial proteins that you get from beans and grains and nuts and seeds. Then you want to make sure as well that you have fats. Yeah, definitely fats, omega-3 and saturated fats, which are satisfying fats. At least three tablespoons per day of oils like uh, extra virgin olive oil or flax oil for your salads, coconut oil or butter or ghee uh, for cooking, Things like avocados, nuts, seeds, coconut milk, as and do be sure with your nuts and seeds that you soak them so that they're more readily digested by your body. But fat and protein, if you think about building a campfire 
that is going to sustain your energy and, and satisfy your body so that you don't have cravings. When you build a campfire, first thing you do is you light the kindling. The kindling is like carbs, okay? Kindling burns through really fast, just like we burn through carbs really fast. The sticks that you put on next that really kind of help get things going, that's your protein. The logs that you have at the bottom of your campfire, that's your fat. Those things burn all night. They're still smoldering in the morning. So that's your longest term, term sustainable energy. And when you get your fats and proteins especially, your body won't be sending out messages for kindling, messages for quick and easy fuel because it needs something now. You'll have been proactive and you'll have a sustainable nutrition going into your body so that you have energy that's sustainable as well. Hi, this is Leah Lunn. Join me February 1st and 2nd, 2020 in beautiful Palm Springs, California for the I Am Vibrant Girls Weekend Getaway. You'll learn to detox anything in your life that brings you down or gets in your way so that you can be the powerful creator of your own life. Full details are available at www.onewholehealth.com forward slash Vibrant Girls Weekend. So carbs, is there a place for carbs? Sure. Low carb um, vegetables you want to definitely fill up on because this gives you your antioxidant range. This gives you all the different phytonutrients. Eat like the rainbow, the more different colors of vegetables and fruits that you eat, the more different phytonutrients you'll be bringing into your body. Do be sure though that the high carb foods you do in moderation because especially if you're um, looking to lose any weight, you don't want to um, do too much of high glycemic vegetables and fruits like carrots or potatoes or yams or sweet potatoes or, your, or fruit. Berries are lower glycemic. And so just moderate that and you'll do really well. And then the other nutrients that you want to include with feel-good foods would be to do also, um, also your liquids, enough filtered water, half your body weight in ounces, herbal tea, vegetable juice. And here's some things you might not think of as, as foods, but they are essential nutrients, making sure you get around eight hours of uninterrupted sleep per night. If you are sleep deprived, you will have cravings and you will be emotional. And that emotional ride will set you off for trying to find a substitute to help you feel better emotionally. So making sure you get a good night's sleep. Anything less than six hours, you actually don't get blood flow to your brain for cognitive function. Also making sure you get oxygen, deep breathing, and exercise 30 minutes, three to four times a week. Because a 90 minute walk alone can increase serotonin levels by 100% for a few hours. And so this helps for those biochemical cravings that I was talking about. It makes sure that you aren't low serotonin and having low serotonin induced cravings or any other um, neurotransmitter deficiency uh, induced craving. So the last thing that you can do around your food to help your cravings, if you've been eating a lot of sugar, a lot of starch, a lot of, of the quick carbs that send you on the blood sugar roller coaster, the best, most effective way to break through that is do a three-week sugar detox. Commit to three weeks of no sugar or white flour starches or 
simple carbs that turn into sugar in the system and get it out of your system because these foods are highly addictive. And when you have a little, you'll want more. And so getting them completely out of your system will help you to um, then maintain and be eating with food back in its place, being eating for nourishment instead of eating for emotional reasons. Now, I wanna talk about food rules and food beliefs because sometimes when our logical mind goes about to do a sugar detox, let's say, or goes about to make healthy changes in the way you eat, and, and everything that I've said here can make perfect intellectual sense, but sometimes there's a subconscious influence and it's either a food rule or a food belief. Food rules, like any other habit, are kind of based on decisions or choices that you made at one time in your life, consciously or subconsciously, but likely you haven't actually made the choice about it ever since. It might've been something you decided when you were 10 years old, I don't like Brussels sprouts, and this is a rule for you, and you haven't revisited that choice in a very, very long time. You've just gone on autopilot and um, it's subconscious. This might be something that was even instilled from your parents, like uh, a woman never cleans her plate, or um, if I don't eat fat, I'll, I'll get skinny. You know, something that was a rule that was established subconsciously, just like all our other subconscious rules and beliefs that develop before the age of seven or eight that we infer from what's going on around us, and yet they don't make logical sense, especially in the present time as an adult. And so these could be messages received from parents or grandparents about cleaning your plate or um, you know, eat cottage cheese and you'll keep your shape, you'll find a husband, but, but it's a rule that you've outgrown. So learn to recognize where you're where your intellect stops and these subconscious rules come into play and ask yourself, is this your rule or is it somebody else's? And if it's somebody else's, is it a rule that you wanna keep as your own? And even if it was your own rule, is it a rule that, that applies now or is it a rule that you can release and start to make your own independent, empowered choices? Now there's food beliefs as well. And food beliefs are a little bit trickier because Food beliefs are ingrained and instilled. They're more than a rule. They are something that you would defend, um, something that you would fight for, something that has been repeated and habituated so often into your subconscious mind that you absolutely believe it's true. And this could be something like um, whether or not to eat, uh, to be vegetarian or to eat animal protein. There are very strong beliefs, as strong as the beliefs in religion or beliefs in politics or beliefs in, in um, ethnic customs. And yet there may come a time where that belief is not serving you. So when you come up against a rule that is something that is so deep that it is a belief, adapt a view, a perspective of curiosity prove yourself right or wrong, prove that belief right or wrong, right or wrong, because beliefs just like rules oftentimes were formed so long ago that they may or may not still be serving your body and your needs. So finding out what you really believe about food, food and then tracing it back to when did you start to believe this? 
Does this belief serve you? And is this a belief that you want to continue having? Now, every habit, shifting away from rules and beliefs, every habit has a formula. And so food fits in like any other habit. If you, what you have is a situation or a, a circumstance, or you could think of it like a trigger. You have a behavior, what you do about it. So in this case, it's maybe reaching for a food that doesn't serve you. And then you have an outcome, what you're getting out of it. So if you deconstruct that formula, situation, behavior, and outcome, that's another way to get a handle on your emotional eating and on your cravings as long as you've addressed the biochemical causes of those. So if your situation is that it is um, Christmas and your mom makes the favorite cookies that you had as a child, and there they are, you're at the house and the cookies are there, and your behavior has always been reach for a cookie, have two, have three, have them because everybody else is having them, then ask yourself what you get out of that. If you're having them because they're your mom's tradition and everybody's doing it and everybody's a part of it, an example of an outcome that you would get possibly would be connection, feeling close to your family members. So if that's the outcome that you're looking for, the non-food menu I mentioned earlier comes into play in the behavior because what can you do to get the same outcome without eating two to three cookies? How can you be connected and really close to your family members that are there for that holiday? When you, when you solve that, the cookies will be the least effective way to do it. Now you could go back, I'm just gonna, for sake of example, you could go back and try to change the situation, um, which would be don't put yourself at the house with your family with the cookies. However, you probably won't, don't wanna do that at a holiday. I mean, it's your family. <laughs> so of course you wanna be there. But there are some situations that you can just change the situation. For example, if there's um, friends that go to a weekly pizza party, you could say, you know what, I'm really not into pizza anymore. So could we go to and find another restaurant and say, could it be, you know, the weekly um, uh, buffet at this place? Because you know that the buffet gives you options of things that you want to do. So you can change your situation. You can change your behavior. And when you do so, you change your outcome. And you can use this formula and work it forward and backward to see where can you take back control? Where can you put food in its place? And where can you soothe yourself by figuring out what it is you're really hungry for instead of thinking that it is a non-food that's not giving your body nutrition? So this has been part two of free, how to free yourself from emotional eating and from cravings. And when you free yourself in this way, you don't feel left out, you don't feel deprived because you actually take the emotion out of it. You develop what I call a healthy indifference, which is you can take it or leave it. It's, it's not essential unless your body is actually hungry and needing nutrients, it's not essential. And when your body is actually hungry and needing nutrients, you feed it actual nutrients, not the sugars, not the starches, not all the carbs, not the processed food, not the caffeine, not the alcohol and your body is happy, and you are happy. Thanks for listening in, and I'd love to hear your comments about what's working for you. 
You've been listening to I Am Vibrant, the podcast that helps you reboot your brain and reprogram your subconscious mind to feel good on purpose and create a life you love.